0: Put your Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. Two Hands on God, the podcast. That Hurl was a nice podcast. old intro, I have to admit. Anyway, hello, welcome everyone to the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. My name is Mark Ryan. I'm one of the sexiest man alive. Um, podcast. <laughs> this is <podcast laughs> all things sport and what's going on in the world and intriguing and highball topic. Today, we have the four founding fathers. I just introduced myself. Now I'm going to introduce you to the man who hails from the Amore County, or other knows known as the Queen County. He is our Queen. He is Anthony Coulson. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Mark. How are we?
0: Next, we have Liam, a big U-Navan man who likes to grab men by the toys and lick their ears while in a scrum. <laughs> it's <is> Liam O'Neill. <laughs> All right, boys. How are we? <laughs> Next, we have a man who has the sexiest voice any man would wish for, and he is the woman crawling around him over it into his DMs. It's TJ Mills, otherwise known as Tomas James Mills. Did you like...
2: I was in there after the other introductions,
0: <laughs> Did you enjoy that, lads? I thought that was decent, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great, Mark.
1: Thanks so much. i was always wanted to be called a queen.
3: You are, right? You're, you're our queen.
0: Thanks, lads. Really appreciate that. <laughs> well, guys, you being be nervous and excited. I think it's a mix of both.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah first, um, first one's always going to be tough um, when you have to kind of talk for more than 20 seconds. And, yeah, especially when you get introduced as a queen. I don't know what people are expecting from me, but, um, yeah, sure, look. We'll have to wait and see what happens
2: now at this point. So,
0: DJ, what do you think? How are you feeling? you nervous?
2: I know uh, it's more excitement, being honest. Um, get it away. Yeah, an interest and in venture and doing it with lads that you hate uh, in a good way is, I think, <laughs> that, Thanks. I was going to ruin our punchline there that we hate each other. So I corrected it anyway. <clears throat> uh, yeah,
1: I hate your too,
0: teacher. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll get cracking into this thing. Um, so guys, um, so sports come back into Ireland next week. What do you think about all that? It's in so exciting times. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, great news. Great news. Thanks for thanks for the God. We're getting a bit of sport back going again in the country. It's badly needed.
2: So, yeah, uh, it's it's actually like we're back involved um, involved with the team this year, uh, club team in Kilkenny. And do you know what? You're still worrying. You really are worrying. Like you're trying to chat to players that you're coaching, but you're trying to. Like you're worried, you're just there's a worry there. That's what I find. It's the virus might be low at the moment, but you're still really worried about catching it. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree completely. Like, yeah, like we it. need to be cautious. Like, yeah, definitely. The government says we can do this, but at the end of the day, it's still there. So it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one.
3: Yeah. So just TJ, the way you came about that there, do you, do you think we're coming back a bit too early, or do you think we're coming back in around the right time?
2: Well, personally, myself, like I'd be living at home with um, parents that'd be vulnerable to it, and um, like I, the first night I went train, and I brought a mask with me, and then I was thinking, here the wind's out there. You keep your distance. You don't want to look like a, an idiot. I won't lie to you. That's the only one wearing a mask, but um, like it's just a worry. There, I think, I think it, it would have been costly for the GEA, camogie and all of that, but. I know personally myself, I'd like to get tested to make sure that you know that you're clear yourself. Um, That I think there should be a protocol there that I know it mightn't be, that you mightn't be able to get tested every week. But if you got tested every second week or something, just to make sure because there are people with parents that could be vulnerable and you don't want to pass it on even, say, you're asymptomatic. Or you don't want to get it and then pass it on to your
0: own parents? or right. would oh, yeah. have. Like, um, would you like? Would you be? Would you feel safe now going to Coke Park?
2: Um, well, you- it-
0: next week now for a match.
2: Well, they I'd say they'd have to do the social. Uh, I know they're on about two meters social distancing, but I won't go to an All Ireland final. When oh. I'd go to say to the likes of a Leinster final. That's where the crowd would be half the capacity. To going
0: be a crowd either, either way, sorry, it's gonna be a crowd either way, TJ.
2: I know, yeah, but I mean, if you go to Full House Croke Park, which is what eighty two thousand seven hundred,
3: yeah, 70, yeah, I know, I I'm with TJ on this one. Like as he said, like even if you went to that to that Leinster final, like you only have probably about half your capacity there, so like that two meter distance would be easier to keep, mm. you know. Um, but I I think TJ's right on this one like even if they had something set up that you test yourself maybe every two weeks might even be a bit often like because I know it does cost to test like even if it was once a month or so but I, I think that would kind of work out better
0: Anthony so, um, yeah like
1: I know it's it's a hypothetical question I mean we won't have any mass gatherings and I'm kind of thankful yeah. for that because you know it's only going to give people the temptation to go if you know to give permission for mass gatherings so like the fact that I've said look there won't be any mass gatherings this year I think kind of Puts people's mind that use that way because I would not go near a ground, even a county final. I wouldn't go near one at the moment because
0: the next question. I'm too nervous. Was I like I was going to point at Liam there, like Liam, like say you, you're like when he, when E. Back rugby in for Kenny.
3: Um, like we're still not a hundred percent sure. Like the other few have released a roadmap, but they haven't put down any dates. Okay. And like pitches are still closed, so training as a group is out, is out of the question. Like I know the. The GA are kind of handling it fairly well. Like, they have it all divided up into their groups. So, like,
2: you have like
3: 10 players and two coaches to a certain section of the pitch, and then you don't mix it on anyone else on the pitch.
2: Yeah. But in all fairness, Liam, and I'm not going to give anything away, that's not happening. I can say that straight out. That is not happening because if you think about it, clubs only came back training last Wednesday, I know. Um, I was back myself with the team last week, and you, you can't, like, if you have a group of 26, 30 players there, you're not going to have, you, you don't have enough officials involved, you really don't, because you, and that's the way clubs are operating, like, we're operating, even when I was with county, you're aiming to win all Ireland, you're with a club, you're aiming to win a county title, that's same at the start of the year, and no offence to any coaches around you or anything, or managers, they want everyone kind of performing at the same level, so like there's no one really enforcing down that fields at the moment. I can say that straight out. But like
0: yeah. it, sh- it should be weird, though, Liam, because like you're out of all four of us here, you're the one who is playing like fairly competitively in rugby. Like like, would you be safe right now going back, say next week, to a straight into a match, Kenny? Uh, I'm not straight
3: into a match. Like I think if, like you need a proper roadmap and then something you need to follow it. Like, I think um, if you went back in your small groups and stuff, like, here in Kilkenny we're, we'd be fairly alright if we did open up the pitch because we have three pitches that we could split up, say, the senior teams on oh, but, uh... into our into our sections. like So we'd have the space but um, as TJ said, if you're not following it, you know, what's the point?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, think. Uh, sorry Anthony, Okay. I know uh, all I was gonna say was if you look at it, the physical distancing was there uh, from last week when the roadmap was open for the GA. Tomorrow night you're allowed to have challenge matches. I know we're playing a challenge match tomorrow night. So if you have their same groups of one to fifteen, one to ten, that kind of thing, that's gone out the window now because you're allowed to go back play challenge matches.
3: yeah I do not I d I don't I don't understand that at all like, because in the GA in their um, in the what in their return to play that they released, they have it that all groups you can only train with up to ten players per group and two two coaches per ten players. Yeah. So like to bring that to a match where there's fifteen people just on the pitch at one time, how does that work, T.J.?
0: It doesn't make. You don't it, like you're, you're, you're small training small groups and you're going straight into a match with thirty people on the field. Like it's yeah. What's the plan?
2: Yeah. That's it That's the difficulty I'd have. I mean, if you think about it, you're allowed 50 inside from tomorrow, but yet the the kind of prescription from the return to play roadmap was 1 to 10. They're saying you're allowed return to contact training tomorrow. The way I look at it is there's no difference, say, from today to tomorrow. Like, the disease isn't going to be greater today than it will be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah that would be now I'm no health expert I make that perfectly cle- perfectly clear but, oh
3: yeah we all we all know that TJ <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah just stop <laughs> like the one thing the GA have done as regards the roadmap, is very detailed as regards dates and things like that we know how a season is going to be structured which is something we probably have to get from everyone else really um, I mean they've, they're going to condense the club championship into 11 weeks it's going to end on the 11th of October Um. County training resumes on September 14th, um, with matches due to restart on October 17th.
0: Yeah, and the um, All-Ireland final, I think I said the 20th of December, lad. I think that's a bit a bit mad now. Yeah,
1: Football-Ireland final will be 19th of December, it'll be six days for Christmas, with the uh, hurling final 13th of December. Um, No replays and penalties required if needed, um, which will be interesting, to say the least, especially if it goes to, to
0: penalties. like um, that... Like there's a big difference in weather. It's been September, where generally is nearly the best time of the year. Then they're going to play in December. Like like that'd be tough. Like,
1: gonna yeah, be- you're going to be playing at the time. Well, I mean, now that we were able to play under lights and stuff like that, and players have adjusted to it, it's it's um it definitely has helped. You know, it will help when it comes into the winter months. But it's it's going to be dire weather. Like, and for instance, like you could imagine playing the football final two days before the shortest day of the year. I mean, like, bitterly cold conditions. But look, I mean, these players are they are nearly professionals, you could say. I know they're technically it's an amateur sport, but yeah. these guys, when they're starting in February, are starting training in October. You know what I mean? So They're used to training in, in the worst months of the year, to be fair. So they might nearly prefer to be playing matches instead of actually training in it. So it mightn't be a bad thing that way. It's going to be a unique championship. Um, I dare say it's going to be not the spectacle it would normally be in the summer. Um, we're going to have some matches, especially in football, where... You know, it's it's more a defensive game. We're going to have some pretty dull matches. Let's be fair. I think
0: um, anyway, for sure, definitely. Like, I don't, for my knowledge, I can Like, I don't think it's ever happened to something like this, especially to be played in December. Like, I could be wrong now, but
1: yeah, on heavier pitches, it's going to be a war of attrition. The fittest team will probably win the All Ireland this year. Um, that's the way I look at it. I I don't think skill. You know, rain and wind have a, are a great equaler when it come. Where are a great kind of um
0: like some players
1: even in the odds basically.
0: Yeah. some players work better in like a big muddy pitch, and some players don't. Like like, like that's going to be interesting to, to see how that people handle that.
1: Yeah, try running around in the middle of um, in the middle of the summer. You know, it's very different. You know, players with genuine pace can you know can really make a difference. Um Heavier ground Does slow everybody down It's no point in saying It doesn't Um So it is going to be A unique championship That way It could be fascinating It could be absolutely fascinating And I wouldn't be at all Surprised to see some Monumental upsets this year You know I really wouldn't be Surprised at all Um So it could be fascinating From that point of view
0: Like they're they're not going To get anywhere Because Kenya Are always going to be uh, Dominating that particular So like I don't know why yeah. Point to be honest with you It's like Speaking of
3: upsets there, TJ, what were you saying there earlier about the, the Camogie? Is it the All-Ireland for them has been, been cancelled?
2: Yeah, it's um, the minor, minor Camogie Championship. Um, when the roadmap came out with the Camogie Fixers last week, I was shocked. I won't lie to you. I was involved with Kilkenny. lucky to be involved with the Kilkenny minor Camogie team last year. And to hear that the championship is cancelled right in the middle it is season-like. I, I mean, it was bad enough players having uncertainty due to the coronavirus outbreak. And I mean, health and safety had to take precedent there. But I mean, for these players to be told here, the All-Ireland Championship's gone. And all you have to to look forward to for maybe one or two games is a provincial championship. That doesn't take away. I mean, we went for an All-Ireland last year and after being knocked out, we went hell for leather to win the Leinster Championship. Unfortunately, we came up against a better Wexford side on the day. But um, for those girls and management, I I mean, I would have been involved with the team this year only due to work commitments earlier in the year. It just wasn't feasible. So you could have players that would be after putting in four months training to go into a championship. In, as Anthony says in the middle of shit weather like I mean the minor camogie championship starts in February and then the Leinster championship starts in August so there's there are conversations about that but for girls to be told now that you have no All-Ireland championship I think it's shocking be and-
0: for them. yeah all the hard work they've yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah especially when like it's still
3: there for other teams and for senior teams and that kind of thing I think yeah. that it's just. I think it should be there. If it's there for one, it's there for all, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's if there's one thing the GA does, it's supposed to be inclusive for everybody, like you know, men and women. Like, and yeah. I think to kind of have no championship there for them is is quite shocking. To be fair, um, yeah. you know, it really it's let them down. It really has let them down.
3: I think this is a weird moment, lads. We're actually agreeing on something.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm kind of uncomfortable with it to be honest actually like you know what I mean like so <laughs> I <laughs> agree
2: like just to throw that <laughs> is, if you but yeah look,
1: look when, when people are being wronged at the end of the day and I do think they're being wronged yeah. you know it's hard it's hard to disagree on that to be fair
2: um, and yeah. and is say with the, if you look at it with the concept of the camogie if you look and GA as well once you go over under 21 you can play senior for 15 Twenty years if you want to if you're lucky enough, there are players that done it well into their late thirties at underage structure I mean the minor girls are looking at under sixteen players I'm involved with a, an inter county side advising in the background in under sixteen and the, that championship's going ahead, but yet the minors are looking their last year at a minor grade yeah, yeah
0: their had-
2: last
3: their last year at an underage grade like it, it should be remembered. Finally, instead of mm-hmm. looking back at it like this.
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah, hundred percent. 'Cause your your last year on minor and under twenty one. I mean I, I remember when like you know, when I was even playing, it there were great years. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, they're great, great years and they have it robbed from you. But then look, I suppose it's the same. It's like leaving certain students that are leaving school and stuff like that. They don't get their final send off the way we did. Um, you know, kids even leaving sixth classes, to start secondary school don't get the send off the day should have got it's mm. it's it has affected so many people um, and you know we probably we're here debating about sport but I mean at the end of the day it has affected so many people so I suppose you know it, yeah. it's going to affect sport in some ways um,
0: Turn this up a small bit there now like, um, like I was looking there at uh, boxing I'm a very close contact sport they're hoping to resume in August um, I don't get that I don't get that at all like um, the UFC one of the biggest organisations in the world like they're 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 back doing like in May. They're in May fighting. Like I I, I yeah. why we why do we wait till August for c k d Taylor, for instance? Like I just I, I
1: just I I this really bugs me. I, I um like the likes of you know fight sports, especially I they're just so dangerous. Like you know, what I mean so close contact. Like now with the UFC, they are doing a lot of tests, and I know that I understand that, but I just think they're taking such chances. With,
0: yeah, but they're back two you know, months ago now. Well, oh, it'll be what? um may june july august september that's 4 months now like
1: yeah, no, yeah. i know yeah i just i don't know i really do think they're taking chances but look that's that's just me um
0: just one point on that if
2: you take the concept we were on about earlier 30 players on a ga field you have 22 players on a soccer field hmm. if you take the concept the two people in a... now i don't uh, lightly a i know we're meant to hate each other but I don't disagree with Anti in the concept. boxing and UFC is a big sport, all of that. I mightn't get the concept of it, but it can be enjoyable. But if you look at that two people go into the ring, they can get tested. It's actually only two people that are going to be in close physical contact, but yeah. yet there's being pushed out, and you have other sports, 15 to 20 or sorry, 11 to 15 players on each side lining out. That's 22 to 30 players like.
1: Yeah, but like, like let's be honest. Like the UFC and the box and boxing are are a different sports. Like you're in you're indoors for starters. Um, now the UFC's fight island, from what I understand, it could be an outdoor venue. I don't know. We we've yet to see definitive proof of how it's going to work out. But in GA or in soccer or anything like that, you're not lying on top of the other person. You're not in clinch with the other person. You're not you know rolling around wrestling with the other person. You're you know, you're running in the free air, like, it's a, it's a different sport, like, the, the risk of infection, I just think, with the likes of UFC, and, and the likes of um boxing, is huge, and it's it's the athletes I'm concerned about, I don't, like, it's, I know we don't we all are desperate to see sports, but I, 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 don't, I want sports to come back safely, and, you know, you'd, you'd hate to see the athletes, you know, because money talks, you'd hate to see the athletes getting the short end of the stick, like, you know, I know they all probably want to fight, and get back in the octagon, or the ring, whichever it is, but, I just, I don't know, I, you know me, I always played safe anyway. So um, I just, I don't know, I just was really uncomfortable with I, that. I thought, um, so I just it was, thought it was, you know, rushed a bit, to be honest.
0: Like, I'd bring personal matters into this. Like, like, I'm, me and Liam, Liam here on the podcast, like, we're meant to be fighting back in May. Like, and we can't do it. Like, I can't go up to Kilkenny 10 kilometres up the road and box the head off. Him, like, like, that's not fair.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I was, uh, I was actually referee and all. I was really looking forward to seeing you get your head kicked off, Mark, to be honest. But, um,
0: yeah, like, <laughs> afraid um, to speak up, though. Liam, Sorry, Liam's afraid to speak up though. While while you say that though,
1: no, Liam just knows he doesn't have to say anything because he knows he's going to kick the head off you.
3: Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. I don't need to back up my talk, Mark. Like I, I don't need to talk. Like I don't know how to back it up.
1: Yeah, like Mark. To be fair, you are you are zero and twenty against Liam. Like you know what I mean. So I think that's <laughs> going to go to zero and twenty-one. Let's be fair.
2: But Anthony, would your concern? Be the crowd in the arena are the actual boxers or the UFC fighters themselves.
1: No, the fighters themselves, the same as the athletes, it's it's the athletes. I mean, we're not going to have crowds, so there's no point in even talking about crowds. Um the athletes are 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 everything. We don't have sport without athletes. And I think the athletes have to be the only people we worry about. We have to look after them. You know, whether that's whether that's GA or whether it's rowing or whether it's athletics, whatever it is, the athlete has to be the priority. They have to be looked after. Yeah, and you know, fair enough. Like you can do all the testing and stuff like that, like the UFC are doing, and that's fine. Um, and you know, they they say it works and that kind of thing. I mean, Shakera Sosa for instance, was tested positive at the weigh in for for his fight against Uriah Hall a few weeks ago, and it was taken off the card. Now, should that whole card have been cancelled because of the test? In my opinion, yes. But I don't know. Like, I
0: mean, I disagree there.
2: Yeah, but like, if well, he wasn't in, if he wasn't in contact with anyone else, exactly. That's that'd be my point about it, that if you look at it, it'd be an awful lot more feasible to test two boxers, say for fourteen days. You could like if you look President Trump, he's been tested every day. So if you look at the money that's been invested in boxing or the money that's there in boxing, it'd be very feasible for the promoters to say to test say what how many fights are say in a night? Maybe four undercards, one main event? Five.
0: Depends really Like,
2: so It would be an awful lot More feasible To test those every day Than say Do you know Premier League teams.
1: Mm. Yeah but guys You're all very concerned About testing here And stuff like that And you're delighted To see the GA players Going back And there won't, there won't be A test between them Like how are you gonna, How do you work out that Like I mean that's the the GA players, surely I know they're amateur sport, like, but I mean, come on, they're 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 training as hard as any professional, and they yeah. should be tested as as much as anybody. But they're not going like nobody's talking about testing, nobody's talking about looking after them. Like fair enough, they'll do their procedures, they'll training, that type of thing. I understand that, but like you know, I mean, I just think there's there should be a lot more done if you're going to have people in close contact playing sports for our entertainment, they should be looked after, and looked after an awful lot better, especially GA players.
2: I agree completely, Anthony. And that would be, that'd be like, in all fairness, it's, if the GA said that it'd be voluntary, or say the government, say the GA said to the government, here, will you give us, like, if you listen at the moment, the, the health experts are saying that you have, we have the capacity for 100,000 tests a week. They're only testing, I think the most was 19,000. And that's what fifth of the test capacity. How many people are involved in GA? What twenty thousand players and officials? Would it be even that? Wouldn't it be great to provide that capacity? Like if you look at it, they're on about another surge coming. Wouldn't it be a great test example to say that we're going to test the GA players, every rugby players, League of Ireland players. Every two weeks, and that fills up the capacity. But it also would aid that if a surge does come, say that here, we are able to test a hundred thousand effectively. Would that be an option that to test all players?
1: Well, I'm of the belief, and again, this is just me. and you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking a lot here now. But if we have capacity to test a hundred thousand people a week, we should be testing a hundred thousand people a week. Yeah. Not saying we can do it, and then doing a fifth of it. If we have it there, it should be used. You know, they like, that's just my opinion. So whether it's whether it's for the general public or whether it's for athletes, if we can test one hundred thousand people, then we should be
2: doing it. I think. Is it a bluff then? Like I'm not trying. Oh to- no, I'm not
1: saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Jesus, no, I don't. know What we were reading, that TJ, I did not say that. Um, I'm just literally stating that we're doing eighteen thousand tests last week. From what I from what I've read, um, and we have capacity to one hundred thousand tests. Why can't we test the other seventy-two thousand? I mean, like, or 82,000,
2: sorry. I oh, know what I mean is, I oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to come across that way at all. Uh, even yeah, though- you did.
1: yeah, you did, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, Controversial, think,
1: yeah. controversial, huh? Yeah, tj yeah.
2: <laughs> But is it kind of, what I meant by it was, is it kind of a bluff They're saying we're able to do 100,000 tests, but we're never going to do 100,000 tests, so we're never going to be challenged on, are we able to do it like
1: I, I have no idea. I have no idea when it comes to that. You know, um, I I I I believe. You know, when Tony Hewland says we can do a hundred thousand tests a week, I believe him. He he doesn't seem like a man that that takes his job lightly or, or likes to bluff or tell lies. So I mean, I I I if he says we can do a hundred thousand a week, I take that as gospel. To be honest, so I don't I don't think we should speculate on that.
0: Oh We be we kind of slightly move on a little there now. yeah <laughs> it's
1: Getting
0: very before deep here, try, it Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. we start throwing
3: fists later.
0: Do you mind if just leaving one little thing before we move on to what you want to talk about, Anthony? I just want to say to Liam, Liam, precision beats power, time beats speed. Now, Anthony, (laughs) off you go there. You want to talk about something particular, don't you? Yeah,
1: I do, but I just had one comment to that, Mark. It's it's hard to have speed when you have a broken back. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, one of the major headlines coming out there over the weekend is Jack McCaffrey and uh, stepping away from the Dublin football panel. Um and I just wanted to talk a bit about it. He's um he's a great character of GAA.
3: He's your man, Crush, I think. Oh so.
1: just a small bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know I mean he's um
0: oh, man. It's okay, it's yeah. okay. We all no, have-
1: no look, he's a fantastic footballer, let's call it as it is. Um he'll be a great loss to the game this year. Um he's you know, Clint Harf, club man, twenty six years of age, you know, in his prime you could say left half back. Um He's a 40 percent something like his career stats are off the chain like score 417 from left half back he's an Ulster he's two under 21s at Leinster um he's two under 21s at All Ireland um six Leinster medals senior medals five All-Irelands three national leagues four All-Stars All-Star footballer year 2015 international row series in 2013 I mean it's just the man just is a phenomenon when it comes to GA football
0: they are out there Sorry. That, what what's he for breakfast now too You have a nice little <laughs>
1: <laughs> No but I mean the, the one thing I kind of admire about him is He definitely He's a great balance between sport and life I mean in 2016 As I say he won the All-Star Football of the Year 2015 2016 he walked away He went travelling He went to Ethiopia, Kenya, Zambia, Malawi And Tanzania as far as I remember I think he was with the charity goal If I'm not mistaken Now I, I could be wrong But return in 2017 then Another good year. Tory's ACL in the Ireland final 2017. Came back in 2018 after recovering from that. Man of the match in the, in the 2018 final. Man of the match in the drawn game in the 2019 final. Um, he's a phenomenal player and it's going to be, it's going to be a huge miss for, for Dublin and for the game of, of, of uh, GF football. Well, but, awesome.
0: um, um, TJ, can you just fact check all this? I want to... I want to... <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, trust me. no. There's, there's, um, there's no doubt about my facts, but the one thing I—he—he's I, not given any concrete reasons yet. I've not seen a, a, a full statement from Murant like that yet. But I mean, he is a doctor in Saint Luke's Hospital in Enniskerry, and I'm just—you know—maybe speculating that, you know, maybe the fact that you know we're in such a serious situation, health-wise, he you know, maybe is concentrating on work or something. I don't know what way it's working. But as I say, I—I I just like the way he beats—he beats, he beats to his own drum. You know, if—if if he's had enough of sport, he can take time away from it. I know a lot of players will be terrified to do the same thing. They're thinking, when I'm on top, I should stay. You know, but he's got a good life balance, and I think more GA players can learn from that. I, I don't think there's any harm in a GA player walking away for a year and saying, you know, I'm just going to enjoy life or do what I want to do because you're only in your 20s once. And I mean, there's many GA players I'd say look back and looks back at all the summers they've spent training and training and training and playing matches and thinks, God, what could I have done with that time? You know, so I don't, I think it's it's a great example to GA players that, you know, don't be afraid to take a year away. Take a year away, enjoy yourself. Come back, and if you want to take another year away, do it. Like you don't have to be there twenty-four-seven. Um, it is an amateur sport, and we need to respect these guys, you know, for what they do and for the entertainment they give us.
0: Um, though people like that, though, who are talented, though, at the same time, they be. It's
1: oh yeah, hugely talented, hugely talented man. But I just think the fact that um, it came out there, it came out there over the weekend, and I just thought it's another. You know, it's it's an example of a, of a guy who's not afraid to make his own decisions for himself, and I think GA players should be. You know, respected for for everything they do, and um yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I don't know what your opinions are on it. Like, what he maybe he'd hold a grudge against him for leaving. I don't know, but I mean, I certainly wouldn't. I I think he, you know, I give him the height of respect. Like, you know what I mean for for doing what he's doing. Like, yeah,
3: considering you're in, in love with the man, I don't think you would hold it against him anyway. But um, <laughs> but as you said, like he's he's stood away before and he's made a savage comeback. Mm. Do you think? He, do you think that could be on the cards again or do you think like more players should try to do that as well? I know you've kind of just half touched on it there. But. Yeah,
1: like I don't think it is a bad idea for players to do it. Um to be fair, like look, I never played sport at that high level, so I mean, you know, maybe it'd be different if I was in the situation, I don't know. But yeah. um it's a uh, it's really <sighs> I just think it's a great way to do it. Like you know, he's getting the best of both worlds. He's he's doing what he wants to do, but he's also playing a sport that he loves. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, people are saying, "Oh, he's stepping away at the wrong time," and that kind of thing. But I mean, they said I mean that when's, last the, when's as the right as time? As well, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no right time or wrong time to do it. You have to do what's right by you. And I don't think GA players should be held prisoner to a county team because, oh God, if I if I step away, I might never come back. If you're good enough, you'll come back. It doesn't matter who the manager is. If you're good enough, you'll come back. And, you know, I think, um, you know, definitely a lot of more GA players should probably start thinking about doing things like this as we go forward. I think it's a way for a game to, for the game to really improve is to players to, you know, check out for a year, enjoy themselves, they've earned it. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, you know, maybe it it will be the future uh, GA player where we have a a player that will be outstanding for a couple of years and then just walk away and come back when he's ready, you know, Um, and I think fair play to Jack.
3: Just um, taking this point here, uh, I know a lot of uh, clubs and even county teams in GA would impose a, a drinking ban. Do what? Do you have a certain outlook on that? Like, I know it might be controversial to talk about, but like in rugby, it's not really there. You'll even see the likes of the international players even after a big game, they'll have you know, a couple of drinks. Like, I'm not saying go mad or anything. I'm saying they'll have two, three, maybe four points, and then. Happy days, they're home, they're recovered. Like, what's your view on this in the GA? Do you think it could be implemented or?
1: Uh, yeah, with the likes of drinking bans and stuff. Now, again, I'm not coming from a I, I'm not a big drinker myself, so it it wouldn't bother me if someone told me I could never yeah. drink again. But, um, I don't know. I think they're amateur athletes. You know, they're not getting paid for what they do. They do it because they love it, and they do it to entertain. You know, er- us and give us a release from, from normal life. So, if they want to go and have a pint at the weekend, providing it's not excessive, I mean, I'm not saying go out in the session and you know yeah. get absolutely riddled every weekend, not at all, but they should be allowed. To-
0: right, and we are back with the recording right, for you. Listen now, um, it's going straight into us talking, but for us, we all had a little tea break. I had a lovely muffin and a small bit of tea. How'd you gone, guys? I had a lovely scone. Like a lovely Kearney Swan whoo
3: Unreal. Ooh.
1: I like that. I was reading news, news headlines by his being the only committed member here, like so I was actually <laughs> kind of doing my job, but yeah, like uh, yeah, okay, fair enough, enjoy yourselves.
0: Tomas James, T. J. What were you doing? I was waiting on me tea.) <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't got <laughs> <laughs> to get a little boil.) <laughs> Oh, you know, it. you
1: actually have to get up off the chair to turn on the kettle, TJ. You know that doesn't do it by itself. <laughs>
2: Mark had the kettle on. I was expecting a ring on the bell or knock on the door with a cup of tea, like.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Gee, Jesus Mark. Christ, you're talking about your mother like she's a butler.
2: Like, for God's sake, like, you know what I
1: mean? <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: Mark! He's talking about Mark, yeah. Mark's oh, Mark!
1: Oh, sorry, Mark. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Guys, will crack- Mark
1: needs a permanent babysitter. That's what Mark needs.
2: Oh. <laughs> Friend Mother's into it now, that's it.
1: I know. I was just, I thought, I thought you said your mother. I was like, Jesus, that was a bit harsh on her. Like, you know what I mean? To say like she should have the kettle on for you, like, you mean, like, yeah. Christ. Right. You're old enough now to teach you to pawn the kettle yourself.
0: Cunis, Cunis. Sorry. What? Sorry, Mammy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. You're a good lad, Liam. You're a good boy. <laughs> right.
1: right, guys, let's get going. Come on. People don't want to be right, as
0: Right, so, um, as you all know, I'm a Liverpool supporter and I have to rub it in all your faces, especially Queen mm. and <laughs> Colton there. Oh great, this is brilliant. Yep. Um look, we won the league, seven games to go. It's the quickest in history. Never never done before. So that, what, what wow. I, oh, I'm, I'm so over the moon. It's been a thirty year wait and I'm so thirty happy. year
3: wait. You're only twenty four, man, so
0: you don't even know what happened. <laughs> Yeah but like you know you're so, for, for, it was 30 of 8 until we won life so <laughs> me like that Mark I've been su-
1: Mark, Mark I've been supporting Liverpool since I was minus 6 years old <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah. I won't since
3: day one since
0: day one <laughs> Day one on earth But yeah. like um, 7 games to go it's quick since then. Anthony I know you're like a die hard unfortunately United fan though, but like you have to admit that's pretty impressive Oh yeah wow. Well.
3: I don't
1: think
0: he has to admit it no no <laughs> I won't admit it I won't admit it content guys are <laughs> um, like the
1: 23- yeah we're finished on with Liverpool now we can move on to the next topic I think um, <laughs>
0: yeah. like the 23 point gap to Man City that's like Man City of all teams yeah, that's pretty it's, it's, it's
1: well great. we are 23 points ahead of a team full of mercenaries that's amazing fair play to fair play to you, play to you.
0: I, I half,
1: half Man City's team don't even want to be there
0: why are you so jealous? Including
1: like, like, the manager. Including the what? manager.
3: It's just because you're... Um, what's United's
1: excuse? Sorry.
3: Sorry? What's United's excuse?
1: Um, We're a team in rebuilding for the last seven years. <laughs> last
0: it's a very slow years. rebuild.
1: Very slow <laughs> rebuild, yeah. You're almost missing the day, lads.
0: Is that yeah. what re- rebuilding? Oh, I didn't know that. Like, i am looking at the table here now, and geez, you're scrolling, scrolling. Oh, there you are. Sixth. 49 points. Wow. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, but they're 49 hard earned points, though. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool got handed half of their points, like, to be fair.
0: Yeah, you can't deny it. We're we the game. We're, we're topping the goal difference starts with 40. Oh,
1: yeah, no, no. You won fair play. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. We're done now.
0: <laughs> early, early. I, think, I
3: think I have to cut off on this little bit of bickering here, lads. We um, start yet, lads.
2: <laughs> TJ, who, who, you're, you're a Liverpool man as well, are you? I am. I was just going to have a little bit of poetry there. Go on when you walk through a storm hold your head up high. <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> and don't be afraid of the dark Anthony, you know the rest of this <laughs> come on at the end oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd right, just like to apologise
1: for the viewers who are still for the listeners who are actually still listening um, I'm surrounded by idiots and I do apologise
2: I just love the bitterness of United
0: fans
1: no I'm not bitter at all look I said fair play you won it and fair play to you yeah now we're done
3: no. Yeah, move on now <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're done with this little bit of bullying of Anthony actually liking United but um, Mark or, or TJ there like Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp came in I I don't even know how long ago it's not too long I know that much
2: 24 like,
3: he's, he's absolutely changed around even the philosophy of the players like how mm. uh, talk me through it how did he do it do you like him do you not like him I suppose you have to like him but what's the well, story
2: well I mean, I think it's the way he done it. I mean, the, you look at, all joking aside, you look at Man City, you look at uh, Leicester, you look at um, United. They spend hundreds of millions of pounds. Every transfer L- Jürgen Klopp done is nearly cost-neutral. I mean, he sold... Oh, pay- yeah,
1: cause 75 million on the centre-back was so neutral. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but, like... But- yeah, sure. That's only like 5p, TJ. Like,
0: you I mean like that's nothing? Like, yeah, you compare that to Man City though. Like, they pumped money into it. That was literally that was pure deficit. They were making Liverpool made that from they they it was from sole prof, sole money profits. That's where they spent that money, all organic. So. Like,
2: when John W. Henry came in and took over Liverpool, I mean, there's a lot of focus on Jurgen Klopp, and that's deserving. But I think the way John W. Henry trained Liverpool Football Club—it's only a few years ago they are calling a bit, bit like United glaciers out. They wanted Henry out right. of Liverpool. Now they're after redeveloping a stadium. They're after winning four trophies. They, they, all the debts they had are completely if yep. not gone. And I mean, then you look at success. So I think it kind of goes back a bit more as well that. Jurgen Klopp spends wisely. Like the, the club isn't going into debt to purchase players. And to be fair, Jurgen Klopp signed an awful lot of players that other clubs wouldn't even look at.
0: That's right. Yeah. Moneyball. He they kind of kind of use that to kind of tactic towards us Like, yeah. So he does. Like, I mean, John at Boston Red Sox. That's what he own. He's the owner of that. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not correct, I am correct. You are correct. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like over in America, you know, that one of the biggest franchises is like going, yeah. yeah. Let's
1: talk about the Red Sox. We're talking Liverpool.
0: <laughs> I think it's our 300 million, I think now they're worth what was it uh, 2.1 billion. 1 billion. Like, like, that's in the space of oh, how long now? Geez, I'm not, not sure on the top of my head though, but I'm going to say roughly about 10 years, yeah, maybe a bit less. Like, like, that's serious, that, that's a serious growth, and they're in serious debt, like TJ said, and they're outside. That's all been wiped out now, and they're building, they've won, they're building a state-of-the-art youth system. And it's already state-of-the-art at the moment, though, but it's even going to be even better.
2: I think yeah. that Liverpool are actually, I mean, as you say, they put out, and it was controversial, I won't lie, but it was a matter of uh, kind of clashes of fixtures and all of that, to have the youth structure that they have there, to have an under-23 side that's able to go out and compete. Mm. And rest that now. I know it was controversial. People were saying, "Oh, it's not fair." But Jurgen Klopp, we're on about GA. Jurgen Klopp had to look after his players as well. Like, but to have that youth structure there, now, is it a model that other teams will have to look at? Like, is
0: it? Agree?
3: Yeah. I I think so. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say there, like, somehow it it seems that Jurgen Klopp is able to to just instill a massive uh, positive attitude. And um, where he'll always go out kind of as a play to win, where other teams would come out as uh let's let's focus on let's get a draw here, lads, let's not concede a goal. Um, do you think that is what's going to set Liverpool apart in the coming years of why they have when they have Klopp there as well or or oh, what do you think there, Mark?
0: Definitely like uh, like like he came from Dortmund and they're were really successful in there and he took a break off for like um I think it was two a year or two. Like Man United nearly signed him back in 2014, 2015. Like a lot of and a lot of United fans are bitter about. It. Anthony, you're probably still bitter about that. I wouldn't blame you because look at the success. No, is it. it? <laughs> like um, everyone wants him, but he wants the reason why he came to Liverpool is because um, Dortmund, their fans and stadium is very, very similar to um, Anfield. As in like the passion there. Like Liverpool is very passionate club, very, very similar. And he kind of he liked that. he, wa- he kind of wanted that. And um, his wife, I've actually read up there recently, I didn't know that, that his wife actually talked him out of going to United too, which I thought was quite interesting. So, Anthony, I'm lucky.
2: Mm. Yeah, fair play. But one <laughs> side
1: may- no, look, fair enough. All joking aside, and all bitterness aside, and I am bitter, very bitter, <laughs> they are a really good team. I'm not going to use great team, because to use great team means I have to dominate. And, okay. you know... Arsenal had a great team. United had a great team. Chelsea had a great team. Liverpool now need to defend this title to be classed as a great team.
0: I do, I do. Maybe,
1: maybe defend it a few times. But what do you think they need to stay on top? Well, like This squad it's... is two years old now with no new additions, really. Bar Minamino, um, who hasn't really featured. So, obviously, he's still at Salzburg, I think, anyway, isn't he, until the end of the season? or he, There was some sort of... Minamino. Kind of, yeah, there was some sort of strange part of his contract. I think that you know he was,
0: he was signed,
1: but it only gave, he had to actually move to Liverpool until the end of the season or something like that. But um, what do they need now to stay on top?
0: Well, like if you look at their front three, their front three is one of the deadliest in world football, and their defense is completely perfect. Like everyone's saying, if you had to improve it, you'd improve their midfield. But at the same time, you don't need to improve midfield. Now, the reason why I say that is because Jürgen Klopp brought a lot of ger- German football info. You'd always hear Germany being talked about there. They're like a well-oiled machine. Every single player has a job to do. They could bring in a player, uh, the substitute to bring in, and he, he has to replicate that same job. They, have all, the exact se- they all have a, s- a specific thing to do, and that's why it works so well.
1: Do you not think, though, letting Team of Werner go to Chelsea was a massive mistake?
0: I would have liked him to be honest. I, I, I would have liked him. You now I, I will admit that. You know, I, I quite enjoy him. Like he scored I think he scored two of the weekend uh...
1: Yeah, like there's no guarantee he's going to take off when he comes to the Premier League, of course. We've seen many players come from you know, leagues around Europe where they look like world beaters. And I mean I remember one we signed, it, it, one United signed was one Sebastian Braun member back in the day, who looked absolutely sensational in Serie A Kempty United and could kick a ball out of his way. Um
0: oh, from
1: Argentina, he was now. Yeah, that's right, Jay. He was a really, really good player, and it just didn't happen for Manchester United. And he went to Chelsea afterwards. Didn't really happen from there either. He was better, but not great. But um, I don't know. I just think Werner. He, the one thing Sir Alex Ferguson did for United when we were dominating was every season he brought in someone really good to push the envelope again. So the guys who were after winning something couldn't rest in their laurels. It wanted to stay in the team. that had to keep performing exceptionally well. When Salah, Mané or Firmino get injured. Divock Origi is normally the one that comes in to take their place. Yeah. Now, he scored some important goals for you but I think when it comes to retaining the league, if God forbid Salah or Firmino or Mane got a serious injury next season we're gone for three or four months a la Harry Kane for say for Tottenham, they don't really have that potent strike force or striker on the bench that's going to come on
0: really,
1: and no. seamlessly blend in there, do they?
0: Origi, like, he's done fantastic things and he scored un- unbelievably vital goals but at the end of the day, you, you- he couldn't exactly rely on him. He's not consistent. But he's he a great footballer, but he's not consistent.
2: I'm going to fire a pint here at you, lads, and just see what you're thinking to be on it. Is say, United's downfall at the moment and teams like that, they're looking at too high? Of, like, if you look at when Paul Pogba was brought into United, it's only now he's kind of starting to cop himself on, in a sense. It's only now that he's kind of really starting to Play a, bit, play a bit to the potential that he has. Is it a thing that other teams, as Anthony says, Alex Ferguson, and he was a genius, and credit for credit's due, but is it a thing that there's too much emphasis on signing in players every season? Where Jurgen Klopp said here, I know these lads. They're honest players. I'm going to, I'm going to build my team around them like if you look at say say Ronaldo when he was playing for United, if Ronaldo got injured, he was one of the main scoring threats. Every team once their star player gets injured, is going to suffer.
0: They weren't really though. Like Anthony, you can answer this better than me though. But like that was nice like, when Tevez and Rooney were playing for it. It was a deadly trio.
1: Yeah, it was a deadly trio. Like you know, and, and you know they were well backed up with the likes of Luis Saha as well. It was always very dependable when he came into the team as well. You know, he was a proven goal scorer. Um, you know, we, we, we were never, if if we lost goals, and even in 99 with the Treble winning team, if we lost York or Cole, we'd sharing them and started to come in. So we always, Ferguson always had three or four top class players at the top of the pitch that used to always interchange and we're always there to back each other up when the going got tough. If one of them got injured, if one of them was going through a rough patch, you know, I mean, even after Kebez left, he brought in Barbatov um, as well, you know, and there was always yeah. that quality there. Um, it's, when I look at Liverpool's bench, I don't see that. And I think that's maybe where they fell down in the Champions League this year, is that it wasn't happening for him in the first leg against the Madrid, but there was, no, there was no one you could say, "We're right, okay, here's our plan B. You up Origi, and fair enough, he tries. I mean, God, the man, he tries in fairness, and I have a lot of respect for, for Origi. He's not the most talented footballer in the world. He's not the best to watch, but he tries his heart out, and you can't deny that. But in those big, big crunch games, when you need that bit of quality, I think the need, I think Werner would have been ideal to have there.
0: I will say this. Um, yes, but at the end of the day, we won him with seven games in a row and 23 points and he can't get behind that. When, when, when the tough got going, we, we, we managed to grind games out. So that's what happened there. But I will say this also before we move on. We are the reigning English champions, the Europe champions and world champions. Oh, it's going to be a long year. <laughs> How does it right,
3: <laughs> before this gets too controversial I think we should just move on
0: yeah Anthony yeah thing going on in um not the biggest thing going on but it's quite controversial in Sky Sports at the moment and I'm absolutely loving it I'd love to know your opinion on it Roy Keane tell me Watch. yeah
1: Roy's been um forever a controversial figure in, in, in Ireland and uh, uh, in further afield but yeah he came in for a lot of criticism about his um Punditry recently, um, he was commentating, or he was the pundit there in the studio for um one of the media companies in 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 England there, and uh, he was uh, was time basically. United were playing um Tottenham, um, you know you can see a pretty bad first goal. Um, Harry Maguire was rounded very easily, and David hair missed a shot that was hit straight at him. Keen lost it in the studio essentially at half time uh, he used words like flabbergasted shocking he was sick to death of the goalkeeper he said there should be something going on there should be something serious going on in that dressing room I'd be fighting them I'd be throwing punches at him. he classed David Davide as one of the most overrated goalkeepers in a long time he said he wouldn't let him or Harry Maguire on the team bus going home and that the defence for the first goal was a shambles. Those are just some of the highlights. It's about four minutes long, going I encourage anyone who's listening to go and have a look at it, because I think it's absolute box office. I think it's great and it's exactly what Punditry needs. Yeah. Down with this whole um, you know, oh let's just say what let's just say they're great and leave it at that and not say anything bad about it. I loved where Iking just goes for the throat as soon as somebody makes a mistake. Um,
0: like a lot of people I love it. He gets so much criticism for it, like but he has to admire his honesty. He'll say things no one else will say. Just... Exactly,
1: like I, I like like say look, for fairness, I'm always gonna be biased because he's one of my favourite players of all time. So I'm, I'm always gonna back him up that way. But um no look he's done a lot of things I don't agree with and stuff and criticised guys when he shut them in criticizing too. Don't get me wrong, he's not perfect. But in this case, just taking this individual case, I like I just like him to kind of call players out for when things aren't good enough. Like you take other pundits and I'm not gonna mention names because it's not fair it's not fair in them, but I mean there's other pundits where you know somebody's done somebody's made a bad mistake and they just won't call it out they'll still say, Well he's a great player and you know this is very out of character. Right doesn't care. Right doesn't care if you if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, if you make a mistake, you're getting hung out to try first. <laughs> now it's probably it's probably the reason he'll probably never get another manager's job or it's probably the reason why he's never really succeeded in a manager's role because he is that honest and he doesn't accept second best but when it comes to punditry I just think he's absolutely box office I love listening to him I don't yeah. know how you feel about it but I, I'd love to see him do more punditry right.
3: Just just for me to cut across you there Anthony sorry TJ but um, he spent say most of his playing career at United he spent what 12 years or so playing with them mm. and do you think this is gonna cloud his view when he is a pundit on one of United's games? you' know, like obviously he was there when United were at the top of their game. Do you think he still sees United that they should be at the top of their game?
1: And oh, undoubtedly, it- like I mean, one of the one of the real things that enraged him was that, you know, United a battle for top four. As he said, God forbid if we'd be winning trophies, we're battling for the top four here. So I mean he obviously would like to see a is higher up in the table. I mean, he, he, he played for, for us for 12 and a half years. He, I'm sure he still loves the club deep down, even though he mightn't admit much love for the manager. Um, or he, the manager when he was there, Sir Alex, the, 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 the relationship has cooled, obviously in recent years, we all know why, but, um, I don't know, like, he, he is, like, it doesn't matter who he's criticising. He, he kind of, he calls every player out when they make a mistake. If something's not good enough, he says it as it is. And I think it's, it should be the way a pundit is. I, I think this whole thing of
0: yeah, yeah. Right. not
1: saying anything to uh upset the apple cart is it's a bit annoying. Like you tune in for a bit of drama, a bit of a bit of lively debate, a bit of lively conversation, like not someone going, Ah yeah, no, that was grand. Even though a guy's yeah. after essentially costing his team a goal and potentially three points, you know. So I like that. I don't know, a teacher has a different view on it, I know, but
0: fairly quiet. What's wrong? You
2: okay? <laughs> I know I'm I, I listening to the point I disagree I like Ray Keane's a legend there's no doubt about it and what he done for Ireland I mean all you have to do is look at the Ireland Holland game in 2001 to see the outstanding star he was but <laughs> I could sense that but coming TJ <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's well, the far away? I
2: think it's I think it's just got tiring I mean a former player I think to single out another player. I mean, it genuinely wouldn't be tolerated in the GA. I know these are fully paid, well-paid professionals, but, I mean, it's just, like, is it is it a bit of jealousy that he never really got the United job? Like, you never hear any- Ah, teacher,
1: ah, teacher, come
0: on, like. Yeah, I don't come know on what now. on, but there, no, come on, like where, where are you putting this idea of?
2: Well I mean if you think about it you never hear any former Liverpool player and Liverpool used to have shockers. Mm,
0: true.
2: I mean well, when Liverpool were struggling
1: Graham Souness was one of their biggest critics like you know what I mean and he he would have defended them but he'd always call him call him out if they were poor. I mean you can't go on and just say that like oh no Liverpool players ever said that bad about the club. That's just not true.
2: Oh no I never said that but do, does he do it to the extreme that Ray Keane does? It?
1: Maybe not, but isn't that what makes Roy Keane so watchable? Is he don't know what to expect. But and
2: I mean, there is a
1: bit of theatre about it.
0: Graeme's going to give out about him a fair bit, but I, do, I see your point, TJ. Like, Roy Keane does go a little bit, a lot harder than Graham soonest, but he still does it, TJ.
2: I know, but if, well, isn't it a pity that such a great player that could have had a great potential? Now, to be fair to Roy Keane, he did do a good job at Sunderland he did do a kind of a decent enough job in Sunderland. Is it, and uh, now I can't disagree with everything Anthony says, but I think an awful lot coming out of bitterness. If you look at it as like, King could have been playing for, played for United for 12 years, but still it ended on bad terms. I mean, is it a thing that is outspoken attitude? Now at times you have to respect it, but at other times I think it's just gone to the extreme. Like, i really gone to the extreme.
1: TJ, TJ, TJ. Do you like a pint or do you like a shandy?
2: <laughs>
0: Answer the question, TJ.
2: <laughs> well, it depends if, if you have something on the next morning. You probably Well, think. if you've not on the
1: next morning, if you have all day just to sit down and relax and cure your hangover, do you like a pint or do you like a shandy? A pint, definitely. keen's a pint.
2: Ah, yeah, but it can be a sour pint at times, like... <laughs> I like the yeah, well, <laughs> sour pint for the
1: sake of his pint. Yeah, but it's 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 there's still something to it, or there's a bit of drama in it. You know what I mean? Like it's like what I'm saying is Roykine makes makes punditry watchable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like it's
1: I- not just the same person saying the same thing over and over again in three different ways. It's one guy calling someone out for making a mistake and saying it's not good enough. End of story. This yeah. like, has to be better.
2: If you look at Eamon Dunphy, it, that's that's and Dunphy style I respect Eamon Dunphy and the that could
0: really I think how they how they punditry I think anyway
2: but does right single out other teams as much and I can't believe I'm defending United here but I mean <laughs> does he single oh. in- <laughs> or other teams
1: well I think he does I think he singles out everybody evenly I mean if you ever see him like we're, we're not privy we're not privy to unfortunately have him on enough games to judge this but Cause principally he's always brought in to do United games, but like even with say during the World Cup there when he was doing a bit of punditry with um I think it was Gary Neville and Ian Wright wasn't he doing it with um with one of the broadcasters in England there he was still calling people out you know what I mean he was still wasn't letting people off the hook because it's what he believes and I think you have to respect like it's it's what he believes and he's going to say it as it is and if you don't like it well. He can take a run and jump, kind of thing, like with it. He doesn't really care. At the end of the day, he's a multi millionaire. He doesn't give a crap what we think. But, like, I just think it's the way punditry should be. I think it makes it more entertaining. It makes it, it, makes it more watchable.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to just be. If you're... Sorry, TJ. Go on. I
2: oh, know one thing I was going to say in defense of Raikin is isn't it terrible that everyone's just talking about his controversial punditry? Whether it's, it's dramatic, it's brilliant, I won't lie to you. But isn't it terrible that he's only seen as that now, even though he does unbelievable charity work? It's is it terrible? Yeah, that well, that's fair. In that's that, fair. that it's controversial that he is controversial. And the one thing I think about it is when you're controversial, you're passionate. If you're passionate about a topic, you can go over the top at times. I won't lie to you. Yeah. But the, the work he's doing for guide dogs for the blind is phenomenal. Like, Yeah,
1: it's sensational work. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's doing great work for them.
2: I, th- I think you said that well TJ Like if
3: you go back Through the years And you watch how he played His game He was very passionate about it And he was very emotional And he'd always Call out his own team on it As he played Or he'd call out you know, the, the ref or whatever Like I think, United fans
1: He turned the United fans At one point Like yeah So he if He call, he call, he always called it out
3: Yeah he, he just calls it the way it is Like he'll, he'll Call a spade a spade Like
2: Would he get away with it in the context of, say, GEA, though? Like, if you think about it, would he, because it is a professional sport, it is seen that these players... Like, they are human beings at the end of the day, no matter what. Well-paid human beings. But they are human beings. Would it be tolerated as much if they weren't professionals?
0: It's broadcast on TV, so either way, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah,
1: but that's good. you imagine it, though? Like, I mean, my playing career... Basically, started and finished with Junior C. I never really got any farther than Junior C. Wouldn't you love Rykeen to come in at half time if you're five points down and absolutely set fire to you? Take the hinges off the door and the way back out for the second half, so you would. He'd be fucked. Box- oh, lad, he'd get you up for it. It'd be box office.
0: Oh, 100%. That- I think
1: that's what we should do. We should definitely get me to Junior C hurling. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: I think he'd be good at it. He's Medford.
1: <laughs> Medford. Medford. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you miss the ball, make sure and take the man. You know what I mean? Like, don't- <laughs>
2: just. <laughs> out of the dressing room though because there uh, they were one well-known manager broke a hurl off the table one time could you imagine <laughs> like Jesus <laughs>
1: yeah right he just take it off the hinges and bake you with that
0: right <laughs> guys I'm going to stop you all there so I want your yeah. thoughts on keen I love him Anthony him? We're going yeah, I love him yeah Liam
3: yeah. I'm kind of in the middle I, I, I like him
2: ooh ooh Tomas <laughs> I'll uh, take a 50-50 here. You have to respect what he done, but yeah, I know some yeah. of it's over the top. Like,
0: Right, guys, that's perfect. We're going to move on. Now, we're moving on to my favourite part, and I think it's going to be quite good. It is the highball topic. Um, Ooh. If <laughs> those of you don't know, this is basically a um, similar to a mystery topic. Every week, we're... Actually, I must say that every week, we're going to be rotating co-hosts through the malt method. So, um, and, uh, sorry, we're going, we're going to rotate hosts. apologies. So the host is going to pick a highball topic every week. And the only person who knows that is the host. So we get a, everyone here gets a genuine interaction. So my topic this week, no one, only person who knows it. It's me. So, um, Anthony, do you want to talk about quickly how we came up the name?
1: Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so we, we said when we started this out we wanted a mystery topic. Um, so I said, why don't we call it the high ball? Um, you know, high ball and hurling comes into the you know comes into the box in the last minute. You could catch it and stick in the back of the net, or you could have your head taken off by a centre back. You never really know what way it's going to fall. So that's what we said. We call it the high ball because we'll uh, we, we just don't know what's going to happen.
0: Raheem could come in and slow tackle it. would be
1: great? Wouldn't it?
3: That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm-
2: about this lads Especially after the Roy Keane debate I'm, I'm, I'm outnumbered
1: here Tune <laughs> in, in next week Where you'll see Anthony getting kicked in the head by Roy Keane Yeah that'd be perfect
0: yeah. <laughs> well, Guys the reason why We thought we'd be we a highball topic So we, we, we kind of wanted to help out people Who are not really interested in sports So this applies to If you don't like sports You're going to love this Anyway we get cracking into it Cool Yeah let's bet on Right so um, Oh Where do I start Anyway, I was talking to one of my uh, friends the other day, and he was telling me about his relationship, and uh, he found out that his girlfriend has an OnlyFans account, okay? Now, if those of you who don't know an OnlyFans account, it's something, it's very similar to, it's an online platform, very similar to Instagram, where uh, you put up pictures, but, and you follow them. But when you to follow someone, you have to pay a subscription fee to follow them, which could be something for like 3 euro or 10 euro or something like that, a month, and then you get to see their pictures. Now the interesting part about this is that the pictures these people put up can is generally it's very um uh, what would you say, revealing. Explicit of pictures. explicit content. Explicit content. Uh, <laughs> right. So um okay. 90% of the time they're generally nudes. Uh, now I'm embarrassing that word you No know, nudies and all that, but that's generally what it is. Um it's big in Ireland. A girl in Kenny who I found out um or Ken, I'm not sure, it's somewhere in the southeast, she roughly gets 10,000 euro a month to post dirty pictures of herself online. And I also found out that there's a man who does it, I think, up in, oh, I think it was Dublin. He's getting somewhere something like, I think it was eight grand a month he's getting to send the dirty pictures online. Like, so my question is, oh, actually, before I get that, I forgot to say he was dating this girl with a year and he was living with this girl. And he only found out six months in where they're living with each other. And my question is, would you be okay with your other half with this?
3: Ooh, who's going to start talking first here, lads?
0: <laughs> I was Leave me start... out of it,
1: lads. Work away. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All
3: right, I'll, I'll jump in here. You, you said, Mark, that they're, they're together a year, is it? Yeah. And they're, they're already living together.
0: Yeah, they moved in. I think they said it was, I think three months in. They moved quite fast, but they did. But they're living with each other. With I think they said well, six months in. So
3: yeah. Well, there's your your first thing. Like they they're living together like really really soon. So like they don't even have time to to air out everything. Like I think like it seems like she's had it going before. Uh, before they were together. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know I know she left it a year to tell them, but like. No he, she didn't tell him he found out. Off oh a... he found out. So how did he find out find out then? Off a friend. Was it was he, were you that friend?
0: I was not that friend.
3: <laughs> Mark, Mark you got a big shovel in your hands there now. <laughs> Mark going through his only now is it No I don't think it was me lads.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure it wasn't me. But like <laughs> are you saying like um should she, is it something that she should have told him before they started dating?
3: Like, oh. it's, it's not going to come up On the first date Like It's like Oh hey How are you My name is uh, And I have an OnlyFans You know <laughs> Like Why should a, she make it, Exactly
1: Like If it's If it's her way of, You know If it's her job Or if it's something she enjoys Or she You know Or, or if, it's, if it's a he Whoever it is Like it makes no difference You know Whether it's a man or woman Or whatever Like I mean If If they enjoy doing it Like and it's safe And stuff like that why do you have to broadcast it to everybody? Why, to, why does everybody have to know your business straight away? Like, I mean,
0: if I was going to get 10 grand a month now, I'd gladly go up to a mirror and take a nudie picture of myself if I knew people.
1: <laughs> but Mark, you take nudie pictures and you don't get paid anything for it. To be fairly, like, so
0: <laughs> you know, let's be honest. I'll get there someday. <laughs> I'll get. There. You're very quiet in this matter.
2: I know. I, I, being honest, I'd say I'd be straight up and honest. I'd be insecure that way if. Like, if you think about it, and I don't mean anything bad, by the sounds of it, if people are paying for pictures, she'd be a really good-looking girl. So there would be an insecurity there straight away. Uh, I mean, and that would be the same vice versa for for a girl if she found out her boyfriend was doing it or even um anything like that. I, I wouldn't be happy with it. I mean, it, it, like... Joe, all joking aside, she couldn't say here. After the first date, here's me number and here's me OnlyFans account to add me on. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: sad. yeah, that's fair point. No, yeah, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, like to answer your
1: question, like I mean, the question specifically is, would we mind if it was if it was one of our partners? Now, look, I mean, like you know, each your own. I like to be fair. To be fair, like I mean, I wouldn't really like if if once I know what, like if someone's doing something that's safe. And they're okay with it Then if you have a problem with it I think that's your problem Not theirs You know what I mean Like so Like you know more power to her if she's, if she's happy doing it Like you know Let her do it Like and I don't think she needed to tell him On the first date or anything like that Like I mean It's her own private business How did she know that she was going to be living with him For whatever amount of time or whatever Like so
0: for me, No look if, if I don't think there's anything wrong with it Like I, I can see why people might though But I like, like, The way I think about it is You do what you What you do That's your thing that's your job. There you go. I don't. I, I don't. If you want to do that, do that. Why am I to judge? Why should people judge?
3: Exactly. Like it's 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 her job, and it's how she wants to go about it. Like, you know she finds it fun. It's it's like it's like me playing rugby. How do I do it? It's, I enjoy it, you know.
2: And there, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, does it we are
1: living in extraordinary world. Sorry, DJ. Go
0: ahead.
2: Say, does it take away from? Kind of Intimacy, in a sense if you think about it like it shouldn't it be between say now i know there's a big porn industry everything like that it's all out there but this is more kind of localized like it's it's a lad's girlfriend i i, I what i mean is it's like maybe i'm a bit hypocritical here but i mean they're the professional aspect of it and then it's kind of If you look at, say, the porn industry, it's mainly America. Kind of, it's the second biggest business, say, compared to Hollywood. It might be even earning more capital, like. But this is more local. This is a like. Would you like to go down to the pub, have a pint, and know that lads are looking at your girlfriend or boyfriend naked? Like that's true. That's true.
1: How do you know? Hmm.
2: But like you know, lads yourself. Like I mean, you're not going to you know they're going to be slagging it'd it, it be now i wouldn't be kind of what would you say paranoid but you find out you're wondering looking around their lads laughing behind your back that they know that they can see your girlfriend naked or boyfriend naked like.
0: the way i see it now is that i just go and like, if people need to grow up and get what the, get what the time's like that's just, that's, that's... yeah
1: i agree i think we're living in an extraordinary world now where you can actually make a living with your phone You don't, you know what I mean, through YouTube, through Instagram, whatever it is, like, you know, we hear these influencers all the time that, you know, their job is to promote things online and that kind of thing. And, you know, if this is just another sort of branch of that, whatever you want to call it, um, social media or whatever, it's, I think it's just, we have to move with the times. And if that's, that's the way people have, you know, of getting their, their weekly income, providing for themselves. Once they're safe doing they? it, I don't think we're in any position to criticise, to be honest.
0: Guys, get your final thoughts on that. We'll if go through them. Awesome. There, okay, Anthony, what do you think?
1: I have no problem. I, yeah, Look, if, if, if she's safe and she's happy, work away. I'm
0: I'm 100% with Anthony
3: on this. I think she did nothing wrong. You did? It is, yeah.
2: Huh? Just one final point on it. I wouldn't be in favour of it, but when it doesn't work out, that people aren't subs- subscribing, there's no money coming in. Could it affect her to try and have an income in the future? That's a good point. Fair point. So I think the big
3: one, the big one to come out with this, lads, is is the four of us going to set up an OnlyFans as the podcast?
0: No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> just, fun, just, just
1: funnily enough, actually, to be fair, me and Liam just agreed on something, and in breaking news, hell has just frozen over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're going to move on. Okay, look. Lad that's the end of our podcast. Um thank you for every much listen. Um please send us a message on Facebook or email us email us at two podcast at gmail.com if you have any Mark. And- just
1: before you go to interrupt you in and with Floyd, <laughs> I think Liam has something to say. Oh.
0: It's two hands on the hurl
3: podcast. What did I say? Two hands on the podcast.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, email us at two hands on the hurl podcast at gmail.com our messages on Facebook. We'd love to hear what you want about any of our topics, especially the highball topic. We would love to have your input on that. Um, Guys, we finished off? What do you think? Happy?
1: Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.
0: Yep. See Same. you next week, lads. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> Podcast.